Coaches, welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, a podcast for my guys who love the defensive line. Okay, let's go ahead and address my voice. I just wrapped up week one of fall camp. I have been, uh, how do you say, encouraging vigorously. So bear with me. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the future of this podcast as we head into the season. Uh, I've never operated a podcast during the season. I'm not exactly sure if or how the format of each episode will change. I've thought about shortening up the episodes and focusing on things that will be relevant to coaches as you are in the middle of the season. I don't know how many of you will actually be listening to podcasts as the season goes on. Uh, you know, if that's something you'll have, you'll make time for or not, which is why I thought about shortening each episode. But uh, I have a few ideas, but also I'd love your input. So if there's a topic that you would like to hear, or if you have any suggestions as far as guests you'd like for us to talk to, please contact us on Twitter at KYPD Podcast or email us at KYPDpodcast at gmail.com. Coaches, this is your podcast. So if you have an opinion, let me know either uh, through an email or hit me up on Twitter. Okay, so let's get to today's episode. So today I'm excited to be talking with David's a college defensive line coach and special teams coordinator, Stephen Jackson. Coach Jackson enters his second season on the defensive sideline in 2019, serving as the Wildcats special teams coordinator and defensive ends coach. Coach Jackson joined the Davidson staff after a one-year stint at Washington and Lee University, where he served as the defensive line coach for the Generals. Two of Jackson's defensive linemen garnered postseason awards, and the unit led the Old Dominion Athletic Conference in sacks, with a total of 26, and rushing yards allowed in, per game. In 2017, the Generals' defense ranked number one in scoring a total defense in the ODAC. Prior to Washington and Lee, Jackson serves as, as an assistant football coach at Foundations of Technology and was a teacher at South Hagerston High School in Maryland from 2012 to 2016. In his role as an assistant coach, he served as the offensive coordinator, strength and conditioning coordinator, and offensive line coach. Coach Jackson earned a Bachelor of Science degree in physical education and health from Shepherd University in 2012. He was a four-year starter on the offensive line and was a team captain for his senior season. He is a two-time all-conference honoree, including as a senior when he received first-team all-WVIAC, first-team all-region and all-America honors, and as a junior, Jackson helped lead the Rams to a conference title in the NCAA Division II semifinals. In high school, Coach Jackson was a stud there, too. He was an all-district, all-region, and all-state honoree at Amherst County, leading the Lancers to a state championship in 2007. Today, Coach Jackson and I discuss how to build a winning culture inside your position group that complements the culture already in place for your whole team. But you know what? You might be in a program that isn't intentional about creating a winning culture, and maybe you don't feel like you can do a whole lot about it because you're just an assistant coach. Well, I would beg to differ, and I know Coach Jackson would also. I think you can do a lot to affect your team's culture in a positive way, uh, and you got to start with your own position group. You're the head coach of your position group, and the culture within that group is your responsibility. So anyway, uh, if you're in a position of leadership, I'm telling you, this episode is for you because Coach Jackson has some great stuff that he's going to be sharing with us today on KYPD. Jackson, welcome to the podcast. I know it was reporting day for you, for your players there at Davidson, so I'm sure you're excited and definitely a little exhausted. So 
I uh, just really appreciate you taking some time to sit down with us today. No problem. Man. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time reaching out to, uh, to myself, uh, talk a little bit about uh, who we are here at Davidson and, w- and what we believe in. And, uh, yeah, like you said, kids reported today, uh, extremely excited about, uh, you know, our season coming up, what we got moving forward and, uh, you know, really just, just focusing on day by day. So we're, we're ready to get after it. Oh, I'm sure. And, and, you know, this is the time of year where a lot of us are really chomping at the bit to get started. And, and we definitely want to talk about a topic that is really on the mind of every coach in the country right now as they get ready to kick off their seasons. And, and that's really setting the culture within your position group. Uh, and for you, that's the defensive line there at Davidson. But, but before we jump into that, let's fill us in a little bit on your, on your journey through the game of football up to this point. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So, um, I, uh, I'm from right outside of uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, I went to uh, Amherst County High School, uh, which is a which is just the county neighboring county there to Lynchburg. Uh, it's a it's a one uh, high school county, uh, so it's a you know as you can imagine, just a great football you know experience uh, environment where uh, the whole town kind of shuts down for for Friday nights and uh, goes out and supports. And uh, yeah, man, it's it was an I could not have asked for a better experience uh, there. Um, I actually, uh, so our head coach here at Davidson, uh, Scott Abel, uh, our defensive coordinator, John Berlin, uh, both of them actually coached me in high school. So, uh, I've known those guys since I was 12 years old. So uh, wow. I think that's a really, really cool story. And, and we'll touch back on that as we go through this, kind of how they've affected my path and everything. But, um, so, uh, played there. Uh, then I went to Shepherd University, um, which is a Division II school in the in the Eastern Panhandle, West Virginia. Uh, played for Monty Cater, who uh, just retired a few years ago. Retired when he retired, he was, I think, third or fourth, you know, active winning winning as coaches uh, in college in all of college football. So, uh, was part of a great program there. Uh, Ernie McCook, uh, who is now the head coach at Shepherd, uh, was the offensive coordinator and my offensive line coach while I was there. So. Uh, we have a tremendous relationship. Uh, has a lot to do with who I am as a man, who I am as a uh, a coach, and everything. Uh, had a great experience there. Uh, and then when I graduated, uh, I went on to uh, South Hagerstown High School, uh, which is in Western Maryland. There, just probably 25 minutes away from Shepherd, just across the border into Maryland. Uh, was there for five years, and uh, man, I started out as a uh, a freshman coach and, and coaching the offensive line, and uh, you know had an unbelievable experience. Worked for uh, an unbelievable man and coach, uh, Toby Peer, uh, who, who ran an unbelievable program and man, had so much knowledge. I learned so much in my time. And, uh, yeah, I came, like I said, I came there as the, the freshman head coach and, uh, and, and offensive line coach. Uh, and when I left, uh, my last season, I was the offensive coordinator for, uh, the varsity. Uh, I was, uh, the strength and conditioning for the whole program. I coached the offensive line for the whole program. Uh, and, and yeah, I was assistant head coach and, Wow, just what an unbelievable experience to start to my career. Uh, I could not have asked for anything better. Um, and then after five years there, uh, Coach Abel, uh, again, who I said uh, coached me in high school, uh, had taken a job at Washington Lee University right after I graduated from, from high school. Uh, so he had been there for 10 seasons and uh, had a job opening come up and gave me a call. And uh, my wife and I made, made the jump and decided to go down. And uh, so we spent the 2017 season uh, at Washington Lee. Uh, and then after uh, that season, Coach Abel was, we were blessed enough to get the opportunity to come down here to Davidson and uh, been here down at Davidson for about 18 months last, uh, to, to date. Um, so the 2018 season, our first year, and uh, extremely excited about what we're doing here and our program and, and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I'm very blessed uh, 
to have the background that I have and, and have gone through and met the people that I've met. Yeah, Coach, that's really an amazing story when you think about it because um, two years ago, going into the season, so well, I guess it was be three, three, three years ago now, 2016 season, you're coaching at a high school, correct? <laughs> and, that is correct. And uh, fast forward, yeah, I, fast I've had, uh, I've had quite the experience here in the last, really the last three years, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, people ask me, I tell them, you know, the, you know, the good Lord has, has blessed me, you know, three years ago, I'm a high school coach and, you know, now I'm a, a division one position coach. And yeah, it's just, what an awesome experience. And uh, yeah, my, you know, and, and God bless my wife. I mean, we've, we've had three jobs in three years. We've moved five times. Uh, we've had a baby. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, she's, yeah. To all the, all the football coaches out there, make sure you, you get a rock solid wife. That's for sure. Cause I don't, I, there's no way I could do this on my own. <laughs> yeah. That, you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. Well, I, one thing I heard you talk about that I want to go back to is, and, and you're the second, uh, the second coach in a row on this podcast who uh, is now coaching defense, but really has a, a playing experience. And, and even you mentioned coaching experience uh, on the offensive side of the ball, in particular, the offensive line. So tell me about how that transition happened from going from offensive player to even coaching offensive line and now defensive line. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that is great for all young coaches, to be honest with you. You mean to get that experience to be on both sides of the ball. You know, like I said, I played offensive line uh, in high school and in college. I really have never played defensive line since, like, you know, Little League, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's that's where I played in high school and college and then got the opportunity uh, at South uh, Hagerstown. I, I coached the offensive line there. And then, like I said, ended up with, with the offensive coordinator and doing all that. Um, but, yeah, and then when I, when I went to the college level, I switched over to the defensive side of the ball. And, yeah, I mean, just perspective and – it's awesome that you sit in both those game plan meeting rooms, uh, you know, that, you know, I have experience on, on uh, both sides of the ball and on coaching and teaching and uh, different positions. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's, you know, there's cues and there's techniques that, at each and every position. Uh, but, but coaching is coaching, you know, teaching yeah. is teaching yep. and, uh, you know, understanding your kids and how to get your kids to, uh, to, to get on tape what you want to get on tape, uh, you know, your drill work to show up on tape and those techniques to show up on tape. Um, you know, I think there's just a, uh, there's, you know, coaching is much more about the art and the science of actual coaching uh, than it is being, a, a, you know, learning the, the technician stuff, you know, that stuff, you know, we have so many resources today to help coaches get, get better at those, those technical pieces at each position. Uh, but the delivery of, of that and, and how you get that to the players and how you practice that and how you drill that and how you, talk about your meetings and film and uh yeah i think that stuff right there is, is invaluable and, and many lessons i learned there at the high school level you know doing that with with kids you know who, who are you know just getting out of the little league you know they're 14 years old and yeah you know that's it, stuff that, that you'll i'll carry with myself forever yeah and, and i'm curious because i had really one year of coaching freshman offensive line uh did play offensive line some or played offensive defensive line in high school but other than that, really haven't haven't coached on the offensive side of the ball and haven't been on that side of the ball. So I'm curious, as you're watching film and breaking down opponents, how much does that play into what you're coaching your guys to do now as a defensive line coach? Oh, I think a ton, a ton. I mean, you know, you know, being playing offensive line and coach offensive line, I know uh, a ton about you know that side of the ball. 
uh, how they think, you know, offensively, you know, and, and getting that to your players, you know, the, the little cues that each each player gives away, you know, uh, the, the the weaknesses of, of each player, you know, that we all have them, right? And and uh, the more that we know them, the more that we can point them out to our guys and they can play with that. Now they're, they're playing with an advantage. Uh, so I think that's huge. And then, um, you know, meeting with, with our offensive line coach, I mean, what we do offensively at Davidson is, really really unique and you know just just uh, real short you know we were we were the number one offense in the country at the fcs level last year uh, we were the number one rushing offense in the country uh, you know the, the best group that we go against um you know all year is the group that we see every day in practice you know so i think that is just you know a ton of a help for our guys and uh, again me meeting with them all the cues that they have and you know all anything that we can do to help our guys be successful uh, and, and to give them a leg up and to play, uh, you know, we want all of our guys to play, you know, thank you. Players that think are slow. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Uh, we want guys out there who, who, who are out there just playing ball, man. They, they've got their information and now they can, they can giddy up. That's, that's, that's what we want our guys playing as fast as possible. Yeah. Coach. So it's been mentioned on this podcast before about how important it is to clinic guys on your staff you know we can go all over the country and hear people talk and and find out ways to do things but a lot of times we don't really have to leave our own coaching office to get some great information particularly going across the other side of the office and talking to the other guys on the other side of the ball and finding out hey how are y'all seeing things what does it look like or or, or what what do you you know what do you think about this and what would what would y'all how would you line up to this or how would you respond to this uh which sounds like what what you're doing there uh there at davidson yeah, yeah, and, and it's so, like you said, it's such an important resource, especially for us for how sex, successful we are on on offense, uh, how good of a, a job our offensive staff does, uh, and our offensive line coach Vince Bunch is is one of the best in the country. And uh, yeah, we spend a ton ton of time together. We we call ourselves the Trench Brothers. So uh, yeah, we we, yeah. we we spend a ton of time together and bounce ideas off each other. You know, which gives each other fits, and you know, what's difficult to handle, and. Uh, all those different things. Yeah. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a great resource and, and something that I think every staff in the country should take it, take advantage of. You know, spend that time talking ball with, with each other, and uh, you know, what, you know, how can we get one percent better today? You know, what, what teaching cue, what, what thing can I give my guys uh, to help give them an advantage? I'm curious, what's been the biggest difference uh, in making that jump? You know, you make that jump from high school to college now. What's been the biggest difference there, coaching high school ball to now turn around and within three years you're a Division One uh, assistant, as you mentioned. So what's been the biggest difference there between the high school level and coaching on the on the collegiate level? Yeah, I, and yeah, I get that question a good bit, you know, and and to not near as big as a difference as you would think. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with the high school program that I came from. It, it was a unbelievable program uh, i mean coach pierre was uh is a mentor of mine uh, he is a phenomenal football coach um and even a, an even better person you know he, he's a he, he's a better he's a better husband and a father than he is a football coach and, and he's a really good football coach so uh i learned so much uh you know going through his program being a part of his program and uh from top to bottom and uh you know i think the things that you you can take away uh, from a high school. And, and my advice for every young coach and every coach out there is, man, go coach high school football. Uh, it, it is uh, so pure. Um, it, it, it'll make you such a better football coach because you, you learn how to become a great communicator, um, you know, to your guys. Again, you know, when, if you can explain something to uh, a 14-year-old, you know, and you can get him <laughs> to drill it correctly and, and all those things, you, you can do it for anybody. Right. You know, um, right. You know and, and it makes you just become focused on, on, on coaching is teaching. 
you know, and, and uh, when you spend, you know, I, and I taught at that school. I was a, I was a, uh, I taught a, a class called Foundations of Technology. Uh, I had majority of freshmen in that class. So I, you know, uh, five periods a day, I had 30 freshmen in my class. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you got to learn how to teach, you know, and manage a classroom, manage a room, you know, uh, you know, I think all those things are things that you can, uh, can, can take over uh, from, uh, you know, the high school level. Uh, to the college level and, and coaching in general, no matter where you are, you know, being a great teacher, being a great manager of, of the people around you, uh, of your room, you know, once you get your own room and, uh, and, and really, and we'll, we'll hit on this a ton here coming up, but, you know, building those relationships, you know, when, when uh, you know, and I was at, and I was at a high school that was, uh, you know, a title one school. Uh, many of my kids, you know, were, were come from from poverty, back, poverty stricken backgrounds. You know, many of them didn't have a father figure in their home. And I spent a ton of time getting those kids to trust me. You know, uh, that was, you know, those kids that they, they want to know that, that you're there for them. You know, they, they don't have that all the time. So uh, building that trust in them, showing them that you care, showing them that you love them uh, and, and all those different things. Uh, you know, those are things that that I think that really have helped me in my career of what it takes to be a great coach, you know, being able to connect with those kids and the things I learned at the high school level. Uh, again, like I said earlier, these are things that, that'll be with me forever uh, because I think that's really what makes a difference. Yeah. And you mentioned some advice to, to coaches, you know, about how the importance of coaching high school football, what, what advice would you give a high school coach looking to make the jump to, to coaching college football? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that's a, you know, to me, I, I I wanted to be a high school football coach. I wanted to be a high school football coach since I was 12 years old. Uh, it's what I wanted to do. Uh, I saw how great this game of football was and, and what it did to the people who played it and who were involved in it. And, you know, it was, uh, it didn't matter what background you had and all, everybody was different, uh, but everybody came together to fight for a common goal. Uh, and I just loved that. I fell in love with it. That, that, that was kind of my goal the whole time. I never, you know, I thought if I got the college opportunity, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, but that was never something that, that, you know, I, I seeked out, you know, I just, a great quote that, that I love is, is be where your boots are, you know, yeah. uh, be, yeah. be great where you are, you know, you know, if the good Lord wants you to, if you're a believer, you know, and the good Lord wants you to go to the next level or go somewhere else, um, he's going to get you there. Um, so I, I just believe that. And, and I believe, you know, I just wanted to be the best I could be for, for the kids and the program that I was a part of, um, you know, so whatever my role was, uh, whatever I was titled to or, or, or given, uh, I wanted to be the best that I could be best version of myself, you know, in those areas. And, and uh, so that would be, you know, my biggest advice is, is I think, and, and a lot of times I think coaches, you know, get too worried about what the next step is and, and where do we go? You know, you know I want to go here. I want to go there. You know, at the end of the day, coaching ball is coaching ball. That's you know, right. it, it's, uh, it, it's a lot, you know, I'm so blessed. That this is what I get to do for a living. You know, it, it's, it's awesome. You know, and uh, so that that's what would be my best advice. And, you know, work really hard where you are. Be the best version of yourself. Um, you know, build relationships, man. Go out go out and study ball. People love to talk football. They they do. Wherever you are, college, high school, no matter what, man, in the summer, uh, in those off times that you have, in the winter, in the off season, man, hop in the car, drive somewhere, uh, go sit in somebody's office, ask questions, study ball, uh, go to clinics. Man, I, I, I lived at those things. You know, I, I was we were at a clinic every weekend. Uh, we, we were we somewhere we were somewhere studying football uh, all the time, uh, building relationships with people and just, again, trying to be the best version of ourselves. So 
you know, if I was going to wrap that up in a nutshell, uh, my, my biggest advice was, you know, be where your boots are, be great where you are, you know, don't, don't spend time worrying about where you're going, uh, be the best version of yourself for the kids and the program that you're involved in, uh, and, and go out and build relationships. And, and, you know, if it's meant to be, uh, you're, you're going to get there. That's for sure. Coach, that's great advice. And, and as you were talking, it reminded me of something. I actually retweeted this today. And, and so I pulled it up because when you said, you know, be where your boots are, uh, and I want to give credit to this person, uh, a coach I follow, Coach Jared Hunt, uh, at Coach J underscore Hunt. Guys, if you want to give him a follow on Twitter. But he tweeted this today, and it was a quote from Dabo Sweeney. And so I just want to read it because it goes along with exactly what you're saying. It says, if your job is to go get donuts, you bring the freshest donuts and the hottest coffee. You do it in a way that everybody notices. The guy the guy gets the best donuts in the history of the donut business. That's just how we have to do things. And, and it reminded me of... You know, you've mentioned, you know, being a believer. It reminded me uh, of a passage in the, the, the book of Luke, chapter 16. It said, uh, verse 10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And, no and so I guess to, to that goes right along with what you were saying is just do your job the best that you can do and all that other stuff will take care of itself. Exactly. You know, so many exactly. times we get too caught up in looking at I'm, me too, looking over the fence and <laughs> checking the job board and looking over there at what those guys got and, and our own kids suffer and our own job suffers. So gra- great That's advice. Right. Uh, so you mentioned at the beginning of this, at the top of this, uh, how much of an influence your, the, the head coach that you work for now, and I believe it was the, the defensive coordinator. Is that right? Yes, sir. So yep. you've known those guys since you were 12 years old, and now you're working for them. And I, that's just got to yeah. be an unbelievable experience. So talk about those guys and the impact they've had on you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Co- Coach Abel and Coach Glenn came uh, and took over the, the high school program uh, that I was at when I was in the eighth grade. Uh, so, you know, I started out eighth grade, you know, going to weightlifting uh, at the high school. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've known those guys since I was 12 years old. And, uh, you know, they built an, an, you know, an unbelievable program where I was, where at the high school I was at. Had great success while they were there. And, uh, yeah, just a tremendous impact on, on uh, you know, they're the reason why I'm coaching football. You know, I, I fell in love with the game being a part of their program. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with, with this game and what it does and, you know, top to bottom from, uh, building your culture to, you know, everything that, that, that goes involved with, with caring for your players, building relationships. Uh, yeah, they just, you know, they were just great, you know, and as great coaches as they are, you know, they're better people. And I keep saying that over and over again, but uh, I don't think you can hammer that home enough is, you know, you got to surround yourself and, and cling on to those people who are just great human beings. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're great husbands, they're great fathers, the great community members, you know, everything that they do, they just represent it. And, and the coaching is just an extension of who they are. You know, uh, them being great coaches does does not affect – nothing else in their life suffers because they're a great coach. They, they're a great coach because cause it's a product of who they are as people. So, yeah, I, I'm so blessed to have that relationship with them. And uh, like I said, known since I was 12 years old, going to middle school weightlifting, uh, getting on the bus after school, driving up to the high school and, and, and getting in there and working out with, you know, scared to death with all the seniors that were in there. I'm 12 and they're 18. And, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, it was awesome. It was, I, I am so blessed uh, to have men like that in my life. Well, that's that's really a unique and awesome experience to be able to to coach so closely with guys. And I know that there are a lot of guys right now coaching with guys who coached them. Uh, but especially for you to have that history from being from such a young age with them, and then you've gone from you know, through the high school experience and now coaching Division One football with those guys. That's really 
uh, a unique, definitely a unique experience there that, that you get to, uh, to be with those guys and, and really, really, just really a great thing that y'all can, you can still be around them and, and learn so much from them. So let's talk about that culture that, that, that y'all have created there at Davidson. You know, everyone, that's a really a word that's, that's, almost become cliche and, and maybe even people roll their eyes at it because we hear it so much, but, but it is important. I mean, you have to have it and you have to have a winning culture if you want to be successful. So I guess describe the culture that you and the rest of the staff at Davidson have instilled in your program there. Yeah. So, and, and I'll backtrack a little bit just to talk about culture in general uh, and, then, and then talk about us. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Focus 3 podcast with, with Tim and Brian Kite. Um, you know, I listen to that a great bit, especially when I'm recruiting and things like that. And, you know, and, and you know, number one, you know, they, the, you know, culture is everything. You know, uh, it, it really is. It, it's it, it drives everything, and, and everybody has a culture. It, it might not. Some people have it, an accidental culture, right? Nobody's really working on it. It just is what it is. And, uh, that's the culture, you know. Yeah. Um, and then for the most successful, you know, businesses, organizations, companies, football programs. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. You name it. Things that are successful uh, have that you know, winning culture and have that, and that's what produces those results. And, uh, you know, those guys talk about culture all the time. They say it's, you know, culture is the, is the belief uh, that drives the behavior that produces the results. Um, you know, and I use the example uh, in my room, we go to Davidson and, and uh, I'm blessed to work with Davidson's a, a great academic school. Um, you know, it's a, it's a top 10 in almost every academic category that's in the country. And, uh, you know, so I talk about the show, The Profit, a good bit. I have a great, uh, I have a lot of econ majors in my class and they watch that show. And, uh, you know, he talks about uh, all the time, you know, it's people, process, product um, in, in that order. You know, that's what that's the things that's going to drive uh, your success. You know, the, the people you surround yourself with, uh, the process of how you go about your day to day. And that's going to help you produce, uh, the, you know, whatever it is, whatever your 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 you know, your guy, your organization, your, your company, your program wants. Um, so, you know, to me, that's, that's kind of what culture is. And uh, for us at Davidson, you know, Coach Abel, is, is, you know, he's the best. He, he really is. And, uh, you know, for day one, since we got here 18 months ago, uh, he looked every coach in the eye and said the most important thing we're going to do here is build relationships. Um, and that's with coach to coach. Uh, that's player to player, player to coach. Uh, that is with everybody that who, who is involved in our program from the, from uh, the men and women who, who, who sweep our floors uh, to the secretaries who work upstairs to our AD, to our president, uh, everybody top to bottom, you know, and uh, I think that's, you know, it's, you know, I love walking to the office and, and, and the guys who are in there, you know, cleaning the bathrooms and wearing a Davidson football shirt. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, every coach on the staff knows every one of those, those custodians names, you know, um, they come over to our preseason, um, you know, barbecue that we have, um, you know, it, it's just a family. That's, that's what you want. That's what you want to create is, is, you know, building those bonds and those relationships uh, with everybody. Uh, because again, you know, once everybody's invested, man, it's just, everybody is supportive and wants everybody to be successful. They're going to be willing to do whatever it takes because we're a community. We're all working together. Uh, there, there is no, there is no strife. There is no divide, uh, you know, in between anywhere in, in the, in the program. Uh, we're all, you know, we're all on the boat. Uh, you know, we're all rowing in the same direction or, or we're all holding the rope. We're all, we're all pulling that thing in the same direction and, uh, with a goal in mind and, and, and trying to work on our, our butts off to get better uh, day by day. Coach, what are some words 
or maybe phrases or things that, that, that y'all use that really sort of sum up or wrap up your, your culture? Sometimes it's accountability. You mentioned the word family. What are some things there, uh, some maybe even some, like, some maxims or things that you say that, that, that really kind of sum up your culture there? Yeah, so for us, um, you, know, you know, we're, we're really big on um, being, you know, being the best version of ourselves uh, and being that, that way everywhere we are. Uh, and we're, we tell we're we're talking that with our kids uh, all the time is, is you know no matter where you are whether it's in, in your in your practice uh, if you're on the field if you're in a meeting room if you're in the classroom if you're in the community if you're at church on Sunday you want to be the best version of yourself uh, in that arena you know so again when I when I talked about earlier it's just you know excellence breeds excellence um, and, and when you're when you're just excellent in everything that you do. Uh, everything falls into place, you know, and our head coach, he, he said this a thousand times since we've been there. He tells this to every recruit and their families is football is small. Um, you know, we, we love football. We're passionate about football, but in the big scheme of everything that we do, football is small. If we, if we, you know, create, if we have the focus on creating the right relationships, being great people, being great where we are, um, doing it with everybody, you know, football takes care of itself. You know, it really does. It, 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 like I said, excellence breeds excellence. Uh, and, and when you're great at everything, uh, you know, it's just that's just that there is no other choice. You know, that when excellence is all you know and all you do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Um, you know, those are the things that you're, that you're going to produce. Um, you know, and some other, I guess you could say, catchphrases and things that we use are, um, you know, I've said it here is, you know, day by day, you know, here and now. You know, be where your boots are, like I said earlier. You know, be great where you are. When you're at practice, man, focus on this practice. Get the best out of this practice. When you're in that meeting, uh, get the most out of this meeting. When you're in that, when you're in English class, man, get the most out of this English class. Uh, be present. Be, be here now. Uh, you know, take everything day by day. Uh, you know, get, get everybody try to get better today. Uh, you know, that, that 1%. We, we can't go and we can't, we don't play game one for another 30 days. We, we can't, we can't win game one right now. You know, we've got to get better uh, today, whatever the rep is, whatever. Uh, situation that, that we're in. Coach, so once you have that culture set, now how do you know, it's so when you have words on the wall and on a t-shirt and your daily life and, and the way you interact with people and your program and with the kids, it doesn't match those words, man, those kids get confused really quick. You know, and kids aren't dumb. They, they're going to figure that stuff out, you know. Um, and it just, yeah, it has to be who you are. It, it has to be ingrained in your DNA uh, as your program, and that's the way you have to carry out and live, you know, live your life and, and be in the program and the way you interact with those kids. And, um, you know, and I think one thing that, that kind of gets overshadowed in, in our uh, professional lot is, man, you got to be positive, 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 positive. You know, yes, we all coach hard. Uh, yes, we all uh, are demanding uh, of our of our kids and our program and our coaches and everything that's involved in our program. But, man, just that positive energy, just encouraging uh, everybody who's involved, uh, you know, to, to, to give a little more. They can do a little more. Uh, they have the ability to do that. You know, um, I believe in you. Um, you know, all those different things, uh, man, you, you can just overcome so much uh, with, with just positively – you know, just enforcing your kids and over and over and over again. Uh, again, doesn't mean that you don't coach hard. You know, we, we coach really hard. Uh, we, we have, you know, high standards here, things that we believe in. Uh, but, man, we, we, you know, we, we say it in a way that, that we believe everybody that's in our program can do it. Um, you know, so that's a uh, – I think that's a huge point that, that uh, resonates with kids. 
as a as a position coach, then you know you have this culture that your head coach sets, or that you as a staff say, okay, here's what we're going to be about. Here's what we want our kids to be about. But then each position group always kind of has their own little subculture that kind of fits under the umbrella of the overall team culture. So how do you as a position coach now set that that culture for your room, you know, based on your guys' personalities and your personality? How do you take ownership in that and, and make that make that culture your own and, and something that you can take some ownership in with your position group? I think that's a great question. And I think a great thing that you said right there was was uh, under the umbrella of the of the the, the program's culture, uh, and that is so key, um, is that you, as as you set the culture for your room uh, and your position group and the guys that you're working with, it is so important that it is in line with the program's culture. You know, uh, there cannot be a dis- disconnect between what you believe uh, and what the program believes. You have to be an extension of the head coach. Uh, you have to be an extension of your coordinator. You, you know, on, on, on everybody in the program has to be aligned that way. So there's a common message all the time. So, you know, we might be saying it different ways or we might be getting it different ways, but we're all giving out the same message. Uh, you know, so I think that's so important in the program. Uh, the program's culture, um, and, and just to talk about, you know, uh, just my room a little bit. Yeah, we are, we are uh, football. You know, uh, so what that means is if we're a high tempo, we're we're up uh, up tempo. We're going to play fast. Uh, we're going to be physical. Uh, you know, we're going to do a lot of things, and, and so everybody's got to be in line with that. You know, offense, defense, special special teams. I'm also the special teams coordinator, so the things that I'm given has to be in line with that. You know, so what we do defensively and how we build our defense got to be in line with that. How we build our special teams, you know, has got to be in line with that. Uh, and, and you know, so I think that is that is so important uh, that 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 is a common you know deal throughout the entire uh, program. You know, and then uh, for us, and I'll kind of go through, you know. Kind of our, my, you know, my, I'm going to have my day one meeting tomorrow, you know, so I'll, I'll kind of go through that with you guys, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of talk about what, what the, the, the points that we're going to hit on and uh, things that are important to us. So, you know, I'll go through and, uh, you know, I'll reiterate, you know, who we are on defense. You know, we are, uh, you know, we are relentless. We're a physical group. Um, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to make them earn everything. You know, we're going to be a disciplined, disciplined football team. You know, that's what we hang our hat on is, is you know, being a relentless physical group uh, who is the most disciplined and the best tackling team in the country. That That's what we hang our hat on. So I'll overemphasize that again in my positional meeting you know, even after our defensive unit meeting. So, uh, you know, those guys, again, we, we keep going over that over and over and over again. Uh, and then I talk about, you know, kind of uh, our philosophy uh, is it just, again, branching off of, of our culture of our program is, you know, we're we're in line with, with you know, the things that are most important. Number one is who, that, and that's our identity, right? Who we are as a football program, who we are as a defense, and then who we are a, 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 as a defensive line group uh, in this room. Uh, and then the next thing we talk about is how, uh, and how is, is how you go about and do do the things right. Every football team in the country practices. Every football team in the country uh, meets. Every one of them lifts weights. All of them run. They do all those different things. But how how do we go about that? What's our mindset when we go through those things uh, and, and everything that we do? Uh, and then the last thing is the what. Uh, and that is your, you know, what we're doing, our technique that we're using, all those different things. And I teach it that that's the importance of that, right? Who is the most important? How is the next? The next and then what is is, is the last? Um, and, and that's how we coach and that's how we teach and kind of how we go about that. So, um, 
for us at Davidson, uh, the D-line room, we call ourselves the Axemen. So uh, we are, and we break down everything. Every time we break down, we break down on CHOP, which is C-H-O-T. And uh, what that stands for uh, is create havoc and own passion. So, uh, you know, I challenge my room all the time that, you know, the defensive line is the only position on the defensive field that can directly affect the run in the pass. Uh, so that being said, is is we can essentially take over a football game uh, if if they cannot if they if if we're uh, you know being a dominant group up front, it's really difficult on the other side to to do to do anything right to run the football uh, to throw to throw the ball to do anything that the, with any timing uh, right it's it's very very difficult um, for for us to do. So I challenge our guys. I mean that that's we want to create havoc for that offense. We want to be havoc for the guys who line up across from us. We want to be havoc for for the coaches on the other sideline when they're, when they're you know trying to figure out what can work. And, and yeah, it's it's hard. I've been on the offensive side, right? It's yeah, it's, yeah. It, when that D line is getting after it, you know, uh, it, it's it's it, it minimizes the playbook. You know what I mean? Yeah. It minimizes the playbook quick. And and you know if you look at uh, you know both the higher levels of football, right? You know, uh, Alabama and Clemson. I think have played in the last three national championships or three out of the last four, you know, you look at the dudes that they have up front, man, I don't think that's a coincidence. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and you look at the NFL this past year, uh, 13 uh, picks in the first round were, were defensive linemen or pass rushers. Um, you know, it's just those dudes are at such a premium right now because they cause so much havoc for the offense. Yeah. It, it, you know, uh, they, you know, Warren Sapp, he changed the game of football. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he, those dudes are just—it's—it's. It, 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 they can really, really, you know, take over a, a, a football game. Uh, you know, for a football team. Uh, and then the last part of that uh, is own passion. So uh, I and I am huge on this. Is is man, I want our guys to be passionate about what we're doing. Man, you're, we're playing football. Uh, we're at an unbelievable institution here at Davidson. Uh, man, what an unbelievable opportunity we have. Uh, and be passionate about what you're doing. I, I mean, I really. The, the 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 Eeyore syndrome guys, they, they really have a hard time with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I'm a passionate guy. I love what I do, uh, and, and I want that to be – my guys to be a reflection of that. Um, you know, in everything that we do, man, be passionate about what you're doing. It's good things that are going to happen, bad things are going to happen. But, man, let, let's let's line up. Let's have that ball again, and let's get after it. Um, you know, so that's a, that's a huge thing for me um, and, and what we do in our program. Uh, and then uh, we, we also talk about with, when we talk about identity, you know, I bring up Chick-fil-A, which is, this is kind of funny, but uh, I bring up Chick-fil-A and, and uh, you know, I love Chick-fil-A and I don't know anybody who does. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yep. And, you know, and, and I talk to our guys about, you know, what makes Chick-fil-A so so you know, such a successful business, you know, what, what, you know, their business model, all those different things, what makes them so, so, you know, successful is, uh, you know, that they are, um, number one, they, they have an identity. They have decided who they are, you know, and, and they're sticking to it. You know, when they first opened up and people said, you're crazy, you're not going to be open on Sundays. You know, that's the, that's the day you're going to make the most money out of the week. You know, they stuck to their guns. It's who we are. It's what we believe. Um, you, you go to a Chick-fil-A, it doesn't matter if you go to Chick-fil-A, you know, here in Davidson, North Carolina, uh, down in Texas where you are, Ty, if you go to uh, 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 Antarctica and there's a Chick-fil-A, <laughs> you know you're going to get great service and you're going to get great food. 
Yep. You know, you, yep. you know that, that that you know that number one chicken sandwich is going to taste just as good here as it is anywhere. You, you know that when they hand you that food, they're going to say my pleasure. You know, if that food takes more than like it seems like ninety seconds to get to you, you know they're going to apologize and give you a free ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so I think that's just so important for for our guys to see that you know how how man that that. Look at they have an identity and they stick into it. They've decided this is who we are, uh, and, and we're going to be that every single day. You know, and, and what I challenge our guys with is, uh, you know, who when it, when an opposing coach is 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 watching our film. So when, when that when that coordinator and that that offensive line coach uh, is watching our film, you know, they're preparing to play us. What are the words and what are the thoughts that are jumping off the screen? Um, at them about this unit, you know, um, what, what, how do they want them us to describe, how do we want them to describe us? You know? So, you know, I sit down with the leaders in the room and, and I talk about, you know, I pulled them aside separately and I said, you guys decide, you know, what, what's our identity? Who are we going to be? What, what are we going to represent? And, um, you know, last year, uh, you know, we had, we had three seniors and, and a junior who, who was a, who was a great leader for us. And, you know, the words they came up with were uh, dominant, relentless, and united. Um, you know, so, you know, that we put that on everything. We put that on our scouting reports. We put that on, uh, you know, everything that I handed them had those words on them. And, and that's who we were. You know, uh, we wanted to be a dominant group up front. You know, then those guys decided that they dictated that, um, we wanted to be a relentless group, man. We wanted to play whistle to whistle, uh, you know, playing a hundred miles an hour, leaving it all on the field. And we wanted to be a united group, uh, which was a huge thing for us as a whole program is, is bringing this team together. And, you know, and I tell our guys that, you know, Hey, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. Uh, but that has no dictation on, on how relentless you play. That has no dictation on, on how dominant your mentality is, uh, you know, every time you take a snap. Uh, you know, that doesn't dictate how united we are as a group, you know. Um, you know, so that, those are the things that I kind of, uh, you know, really, really hone into our guys is, uh, you know, we decided who we are, what our identity is, and, man, we're going to be that no matter what, good, bad, ugly. It doesn't matter what the score is, what quarter it is, uh, what what practice it is. You know, everybody's fired. We're about to start camp, man. Everybody's fired up. You know, here a week from today, yeah, they're not going to be as too much fired up. It will be some tired legs, <laughs> yeah, that's right. tired eyes. And <laughs> that's right. You, you, you know, that those camp kind of uh, feels, and, and, you know, that's we want to uphold that standard, um, you know, as we go through it. So, uh, you know, those are the things that, that, you know, I really, really harp on. And, um, you know, I, I'll give you a quick story that, you know, I talk about that Chick-fil-A every year and then uh, this past summer uh, or this past, yeah, this summer that, that just, we just went through uh, one of my defensive linemen uh, had an awesome opportunity, had an internship at Amazon uh, out in California this summer. And, uh, you know, one day he, he sends a message to uh, our, our defensive line group chat. Uh, he, he's at Chick-fil-A, he takes a picture of his food and says, it's, it's, he says, it's, it's still the same in Chick-fil-A. You know, it's, 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 yeah. the, it's the same old Chick-fil-A, you know, uh, which is, Again, I think that's, you know, for him, that just, you know, that's a little thing, right? But that just, that helps me as a coach saying, hey, that, that they get it, right? Yeah. They're, they're understanding yeah. what culture is and what uh, identity is and who we want to be and, and how we want to take and go, go about our business. So, um, you know, those are things that, that, you know, I talk about with, with my guys daily. Uh, that's about the opening, you know the opening slides of my meeting tomorrow yeah. uh, as I go through it, you know, so, uh, you know, and as you can see that the, 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 the identity of who we are, the culture of how we do things, 
uh, are the things that I hit first and the things I'm going to hit often um, because at the end of the day, that's uh, to me, that's what makes a difference. You know, it's, it's my job to coach you up technique-wise uh, uh, and, and uh, Coach Mack, who also coaches the defensive line with us. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to be all over that. But if we don't have these two things right, th- these two things are going to be going to make the difference um, in, how we, in how successful we are, uh, you know, on and off the field. Coach, great stuff there. And I want to unpack a few things from, from, from what you said. First of all, you know, I love having, uh, you know, you said you mentioned your, your defensive position, your defensive line group is called the Axemen. And I love coming up with something like that because then that's, that's something those guys feel like that's theirs and it's not anybody else's, right? And they usually get really protective of that. They're, they're the only guys that can call themselves that and they're the only ones that can break out to that, you know, and then, um, and that that's them buying in and having some ownership of, of that culture in your room. And then it's a lot easier to hold them to that standard. You know, you helped, you, t- you talked about how you had them help you come up with those three words that y'all are going to be about. And so now when those guys aren't living up to that, it's really easy to say, Hey, what do we say we're going to be about? Did y'all come up with that or did I No. Okay. We all came up with that. So are we doing that? No. Okay. Well, let's get that fixed. Uh, and then, really, what are they going to say at, at, at that point? Well, sorry, I wish I wouldn't have said those words. Uh, we actually don't want to be that. You know, of course, they're not going to say that. And, and so, I think that's a brilliant thing to do. Instead of saying, "Hey, you know, as the coach, we're going to do this, this, and this, and you're going to do what I tell you," I think it's I think it's a good idea to have allow those guys to have some ownership w- within. You know, hey, what do we want to be about? Uh, and, and what do we want to be characterized as? And when other, like you mentioned, I love thinking about it from that perspective. When other teams watch us on film or people come out to practice and watch our position group, what do we want them to say about us? And so that's really great stuff there as far as setting the culture for your team or for, and for, for your position group as you get ready to jump into the season. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, the, the, what I'll say off of that as well is I actually, I forgot to mention this. So, uh, every game we, we I, I grade uh, myself and, and Coach Mack, we grade every defensive lineman, every play that you're in, we give you a grade. And we have a, we have a grading system, uh, but they're graded on uh, assignment, execution, and effort on every play. Uh, and uh, at the, on the Monday or, excuse me, the Sunday meeting afterwards, uh, we, we have a, you know, kind of a D-line player of the, of the game. And uh, they get a, my, I, I order a, a, a plastic axe. Uh, from Amazon, my wife is is artistic, and she paints it up, and she has axemen on it, chop, and and everything, and uh, so that they get to be the kind of the keepers of the axe for that week. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, they get a they get a a piece of tape. I put around a piece of tape around the handle. Uh, they write their name on it. They write the game on it. Uh, anything else that they want to write, and uh, so you know it's pretty cool. At the end of the year, it just got all these all these tape circles around it, the yeah. handle and yeah. Uh, yeah they keep it in their locker um you know they'll they, they you know they'll be like can we take it out to the field you know I, you know they have a great time with it so um you know that's that's something i do to again just try to continue to enhance the culture and that's something fun for the kids they love that uh you know they're always they can't wait to see who who is who's the player of the week who gets the axe this week and uh you know things like that and um you know and, and the last thing that you kind of hit on was you know letting the, letting the players take ownership of some of the stuff of, of accountability and uh, that's what I think that you really, when you know the kids have the culture, uh, is when your players become the keepers of the culture. That's right. You know, that's uh, right. If, if you know, myself and Coach Mack, uh, you know, when the plays, when, when if somebody doesn't cover down, 
you know, it's something we harp on a good bit. You know, there's a, there's a pass down field and, you know, they just stop and say, Oh, well, I, you know, I didn't get to the, I didn't get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, we, we don't have to say anything. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. All those older guys are going to be all over. Them. That's right. You know, uh, if they're not holding the standard of who we are, um, yeah, that, you know, those are, that's, that's when, you know, when those older guys are, are the keepers of your culture, um, you know, that's huge. You know, that, it's, it's uh, you know, I heard, uh, I ran into uh, uh, Mike Loxley uh, this this past year or two years ago recruiting when he was still in Alabama before he, he got the Maryland job and uh, you know we were just talking a little bit about things like that culture and he said coach you know uh, we don't have to worry about you know ain't no players coming out to practice to, to wearing armbands or sleeves or uh, any of that type of stuff like that we don't have to say anything like as soon as they come out of the locker room wearing that stuff there, there's going to be some guys that are going to take them right back in the locker room and make sure they come out dressed correctly <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, so, that's right uh, it's just you know again what that's when you know uh, your culture is being permeated throughout the program is, is yep. when those guys become keepers of, of the culture that you've created and then that allows us as coaches to really coach. I mean, we're not going and say, hey, you know, don't do that, don't do this, or finish to the line or whatever. Because then once those guys take ownership in that, you know, and like you said, now they're the keepers of your culture. And now we can just go back to saying, you know, helping them, you know, schematically and, and, and learn what they need to learn to be successful that week. Not that we are completely removed or that the work's done, but, you know, you do the work on the front end. Uh, of instilling that culture and being consistent and, and they seeing that come out in your own life and, and, and uh, you doing you, you leading by example. And then, like you said, then it becomes uh, kind of like, you know, I, I guess the best maybe way to, to, to describe it would be like starting a garden. You know, it's really, really hard work <laughs> and you got to do a bunch of stuff to get that thing ready. But once it's all ready and everything starts coming up, well, then, you know, maintaining it is not that bad. You know, it's not a big deal. You go out there and you pull a couple of weeds and you water it, but, you know, it kind of takes care of itself. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's awesome. Well, I, I know you're, you're, you're a man of faith, and so I'm curious, what, what role does that play in you uh, in, in your culture for your room and just your coaching style in general? Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, it, it's, you know, it, it's who I am. You know, it's 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 ingrained in me. Uh, it's my DNA. Um, so it's a, uh, you know, I, I, I that's how I try to carry myself all the time. Uh, and, and yeah, we all have good moments and we all have bad moments. But you know, that, I think that's just uh, I can't. My faith cannot be separated from me. Um, you know, we are we are uh, we, we are one. And, and uh, so I, that's how I try to carry myself. And, and one of the best quotes I've ever heard about that is. Is that you know for a lot of people that you come across, you're going to be the only Bible that they read, you know. And you know how do you want them to interpret that? How do you want them to come across that? And uh, by no means are are any of us perfect, Um, but you know how how do how do you want them to be affected and influenced uh, with your time with them? Uh, You know what do you want them to walk away thinking uh, or having experience? You know, and you know I think it'd be awesome if they if they walk away you know just feeling like man that was that was different and uh, and that has nothing to do with me. That's that's the good Lord uh, you know at at work in me, uh, working through me. um, You know, and that so that's you know that's a quote that that I think about a lot. I have written down and uh, look at a lot and just continue to try to remind myself that that you know for a lot of my players, uh, for a lot of uh, you know, the people in our program, uh, you know, yeah, that, you know, they have, they, they might come in with no, absolutely no future knowledge, you know, and, and have no idea. Uh, so how, how am I going to, you know, 
present that to them, you know, and not so much in what you say, the words you say, but how you carry yourself, how you live your life. Uh, you know, that goes all the way back to the culture that we were talking about. It's just, you know, you, you can't fake it, you know, uh, you, you are who you are, man. And, and uh, that's what I think that's, you know, again, I think that's how I kind of incorporate that in, in, into what I do is just, it, it is who I am. You know, it cannot be separated from me. So um, yeah, that's, I think that's a huge one. Well, coach, I, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm just curious, you know, as you're, as you're coaching these guys up and your and your you know, your faith is a big part, like you said, you can't separate it from who you are. How do you coach those guys hard and stay on them and be demanding and be accountable and still maintain your identity as a man of faith? Because as, as that's something I struggle with and, and I'm, and I'm, I know I'm not the only one and I'm, that's, that's just be That's a real question right there. As, <laughs> as we get a little off script, I'm really asking you, you know, how, how are you, how do you do that? You know, it, you know, at the end of the day, if you're in this for the right reasons and those kids know that, and you know that, and you go to, you can put your head on the pillow at night knowing that uh, I think that goes a long ways. You know, if you're in this for those kids, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll kind of get on my soapbox here, but the majority of the kids that we coach don't have a father figure in the home, right? It's just the way that it is. You know, it's just yeah. the society that we are, that we are in today. Um, you know, they they haven't had a, that positive male role model, uh, and and many of them had, and I did, and man, I am so blessed. You know, but that you know, my parents are, are still married, and uh, my dad is is the best human being I've ever known. And he's the reason why, I, who I am today. Um, and I want to give that to, to, to my players and to everybody that I'm involved with uh, and to have that opportunity. So uh, to me, I think that, you know, you've got, it's, you know, coaching is just like parenting, you know, it's you're, you're, you, you love them, you know, unconditionally, you, you, you're there for them whenever they need you, but it's also, I'm going to hold you accountable. You know, I'm going to push you to be the best that you can be. And, and, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, I'm never berating you. It's never out of, I'm never belittling you. I am always, everything I do for you is out of love. You know, and and I tell my players all the time, you know, from the time that, 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 that I get up to the time I go to bed, the majority of my day is spent figuring out how to make you the best you can be. Uh, that's on and off the field uh, in, in all aspects of your life. Uh, and, and I think that comes with, you know, there, there, there is no love without accountability. <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's, that's exactly that's just right. the way that it is, man. When, when, when you want to help people be the best that they can be, you have to hold them accountable uh, for their actions. And, and when those kids know that, I think that makes a world of difference. You know, you can, you can, uh, you can coach kids hard because they know it's coming from a place of love, you know, and the words that you say is, are not belittling. Uh, they're they're They are, they're, they got some force with them, you know, but they're, they're, they're encouraging to them you know they're letting them know that i believe in you you can do this you know you're you're, you're you have that ability in you right and, and it's my job to get it out of you uh, so uh, those are the things that I, I think you've got to stay focused on you know w- i think when we lose our way is when we start focusing on other things other than the kids you know when, when we start focusing on that money when we start focusing on winning and we start focusing on what level of ball we're playing all those different things that's when i think that gets lost in the shuffle right the, the kids get pushed to the side and my agenda takes uh, what I want personally comes to the front. I, I think as long as those kids uh, and and you, what you're doing with them, uh, and and your day to day is all about, you know, I, I'm I'm here to make them the best that they can be, uh, and everything like that, because I truly care about them. I want them to be successful. 
you know, I, I think that's makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, and that, that helps you kind of, you know, you, you know, your heart's in the right place. You know, the good Lord's got you, uh, you're doing his work, you know, and, and if you're a man of faith, always go to prayer. That's for sure. You know, whenever you feel uneasy about something, you feel like you made a mistake, uh, go to prayer, go to prayer and, and, and never be afraid to admit your mistakes. Yeah, coach, you're right. I, I think one thing that I've found that has helped is, is not be afraid to just be real with your guys. And, and when you know you screwed up, um, I, I've done it before and it's, just the guys, look, I know, I, you know, I got on so-and-so today or I said this today and I want you to know that's not what I'm about and I'm sorry and I want you all to just know that, that that I recognize that I screwed up. And I think that goes a long way. You know, we're talking about culture. That goes a long way into creating that culture where they realize that you're taking some ownership in your own mistakes as well and you're holding yourself accountable because, you know, all these things we talked about, if we're not willing for those guys to hold us accountable – to the same standard that we're holding them to, then it doesn't work. You're exactly right. Coach, I'm, I'm way down here in Texas, and I know a lot of guys who, who listen to this are in Texas. You know, we don't we don't get around and get up there to, to Davidson very often, so take a few minutes and just talk to us about your program. Give us give us uh, some things, that, or talk to us about some things y'all got going on there uh, for guys who maybe don't get to come up and see y'all often or maybe run into y'all on their recruiting trail very much. Yeah, so, uh, you know, for, for us here at Davidson, we're, we're located 20 minutes north of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we're, we're right on Lake Norman. Uh, it's an unbelievable area, um, and we, we are so blessed with, with a great university here. Uh, yeah, man, we're, uh, our staff got here, like I said, 18 months ago, taking over a program that, um, you know, had kind of struggled here in the past, and, you know, we're, we're extremely excited about our, our program and our future and where we're going. And, uh, you know, year, year one was, was, was last season was our first year for our, for our staff here. And, uh, you know, we, we finished the season, uh, six and five, which was the first winning season here in 12 years. And, uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. It, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, offensively, like I said, we kind of exploded, uh, on what we did on offense last year. And we were the number one offense in the country. Uh, we were the number one rushing offense in the country. Uh, so yeah, we, we got some really good things going. Uh, and, and you know, for us, it, uh, we actually, we, we were going into our last game, uh, last year we were five and five and trying to secure that first, that first winning record. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're up by three with about 90 seconds to go. And uh, Butler gets the ball on about the three-yard line. And uh, we hold him out four straight plays in a row wow. uh, to, to win the game. So, uh, wow. you know, and I've been blessed to, you know, I've, I've won a state championship in high school. Uh, I played in the Final Four when I was in college. You know, I, 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 when I was at South Haverson High School, uh, we had the first undefeated season uh, in school history. And that moment of going six and five with those guys uh, ranks it right up there with all of those. You know, there's no trophy, there's no ring for that, but that you know, that's a memory and something that that I hold uh, the same as 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 all the rest of those moments. And uh, so incredibly proud of our our guys, uh, our program, where we've come, uh, and then you know, even more so excited about our future and, and where we're going. And uh, yeah, man, we're we're just uh, extremely excited about about uh, the next steps we're taking. Uh, you know, in, in our program for sure. Well, that's awesome, Coach. And like I said, just from talking with you, it's it's obvious that y'all have a great uh, a great thing going there at Davidson, and and sounds like a a place that that would 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 definitely be a, a blessing to a lot of guys. And I know 
uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, athletes would be very blessed and fortunate to 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 be at your school. Well, as we wrap up, there's a, a few a few questions that I want to ask you, and they're they're a little random and, and kind of, uh, <laughs> but but that's okay. That's just, that's meant to keep you on your toes a little bit. So uh, here we go, kind of rapid fire questions to wrap up the episode. You know, you mentioned we've talked about your faith being a man of faith, and so I'm curious, uh, who is your favorite Bible character and why? I would I would probably say uh, Paul is yeah. my favorite Bible character, and I just think his story is so awesome. You know, um, you, you're talking about a man who could not be further from Christ. Uh, you know, in his early life, yeah. I mean, he was the exact opposite. You know, he, he crucified Christians, you're right, and uh, yeah, and you talk about grace. You know, he 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 wrote the majority of the New Testament. Um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, that just goes to show everybody here uh, on Earth that I mean, there is no hole too deep, there there is no cave too deep, uh, there is no valley too low uh, where the good Lord can't find you and can't use you. you That's know? right. Uh, he, he he's you know he took the lowest of the low, the the darkest of the dark, and he he writes the majority of, of the new testament and, and i think that's awesome and uh you know what I, and i'll just throw this in there but you know a, a bible verse that i've really been that's been on my heart here lately is uh colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 uh and it says uh so then just as you you received christ jesus as lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught overflowing with thankfulness uh and, and the two kind of key words that really pop out of there uh, is is the first one is rooted um and it says you know you're rooted in christ and that goes back to what we talk about with culture right your identity yeah. Yeah. and you know so many of the the, the kids that we come across and the people that not just kids but everybody you know that we come across is man we have no identity we're, we're not rooted in anything and uh every time you turn on the tv or your computer or you look at your phone somebody's telling you how to feel or how to think or how to act and, and there's no we, so many of us don't have that foundation and man it's just how important that is to be rooted uh in something and have a foundation and have a core um and then you know the last one overflowing with thankfulness overflowing with gratitude uh man that's where that's where joy comes from man when you're just so thankful uh you know for for where you are and where you've been and you know all the good and the bad and we've all gone through good and we've all gone through bad uh but i'm so thankful for for where i am today uh, not just physically and not just what i'm doing but you know my family uh my faith uh my church family um you know just everything top to bottom i think that that's where joy comes from you know just that overflowing gratitude uh that, that we have wow great great stuff coach and 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 um I love your choice of Paul there. You're right. That's a, and that's a great story to remember when coaching kids that no matter how difficult a kid we have, there's nobody that that's, that's unreachable. Okay. That's exactly right. So, so next question, you know, going from a high school coach and then a quick turnaround and now you're, you're a college coach and uh, probably, probably one of the biggest differences between those two is, is the fact that you have to recruit as a college coach. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you know, I, I don't know that, that you probably have to do a lot of learning on the fly, especially uh, especially in your case, you know, that transition happening so fast. So tell us about your most unusual recruiting story that you've experienced. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, that that probably would be, you know, at, to date, that would probably be the, this actually this past year. And uh, we went, 
Uh, meet Coach Mack and myself, Ray McCartney, who, who we coached the defensive line together here at Davidson. Uh, we were recruiting uh, a young man from, from West Virginia. And uh, so we, last year, uh, we go to do a, do a home visit. and um, he, he, We drive to his, uh, his high school. He's, he's about an hour outside of Charleston or so. And, uh, you know, and, and drive to his high school, meet with his coach and him and uh, and then meet with his, go to his house and meet with his family. And the drive to his, he lives about, you know, his high school is about an hour outside of Charleston. And then he's about another hour away from his home is about an hour away from the high school. And oh, I can't wow. even describe to you the, the roads that we were on. The, I mean, cell signal was, was long, long gone. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going through the mountains of West Virginia. We're, uh, we're seeing some crazy stuff. And I, when I say we're going through the mountains, like we are on, dirt roads going up mountains and in you know beautiful country i mean absolute god's country out there man beautiful uh but yeah i i don't know if i could ever articulate uh where we were you know (laughs) ever again but uh it was a great trip and it was him and his family were awesome and uh yeah it was it was yeah that's definitely one i'll never forget uh you know me and me and coach mag riding together and going through there and yeah it was it was something else like there was a couple points that were you know our little rental car i didn't i was like i don't know we're gonna make it up here mag just just hold on baby yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, hopefully y'all sprung for the uh, rental insurance there on that. Uh, <laughs> go, uh, going that. So I got, we got to know. Did, did the kid? Did he? Did he commit, or did he end up going somewhere else? He, he did commit, so it was well worth it. There you he go. Did commit, so it, it, it was well, well worth it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Okay, so this question, this last question, is really inspired by the fact that 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 for y'all it was reporting day. And it's training camp, and you know, training camp can really get monotonous sometimes. You know, you're the only people on campus, and and it's it can it can just really again you know, get monotonous for the guys. So a lot of times, you know, teams and programs. I know we did this a little bit when I was in college. You'll have talent shows, you know, put on by the freshmen or something or something like that. And so what I want to know is, what's a hidden talent that you have that your players or even fellow coaches might not know about? I don't have a ton of talent. So I think one thing that, uh, you know, that I did and growing up and everything I was a part of that, that, uh, a lot of people don't know. And it's not that it's a secret, but, uh, you know, my dad and I, we, I mean, I grew up on the, on the drag strip. So, uh, you know, every weekend when I was growing up is, you know, football on Friday nights and, and at the drag strip on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I mean, we, he, he, my dad still drag races and, uh, you know, whenever I get a chance to go home, I, I get in there with him. And, uh, we, we have a blast with it. And, uh, yeah, it's, a uh, one of the coolest things, you know, I just think it's awesome. You know, it, it's just, uh, such a cool experience and, and things to do. And, uh, you know, for me, that was a great bonding experience with my dad, uh, growing up, man, he, he was, he grew up, you know, in the cars and everything. And yeah, he, he still to this day, you know, I go home and he, he, he's in the garage more than he is in the house. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's something that, you know, that I don't know, probably not a ton of people, uh, know, uh, not that it's a secret, but yeah, you know, we just spent a ton of time at the drag strip and, uh, in the garage with my dad growing up and, and just great memories there and great fun and, uh, something I still love to do this day. Well, hopefully you don't ever, you know, talk about rental cars. Hopefully you don't ever, that, that urge that never hits you when you're on a recruiting trip and, uh, you know, Ford Fiesta or something, whatever it is you got, you got rented there because I'm sure they wouldn't appreciate that or enterprise. But, 
Uh, well, Coach, really, really enjoyed it and just a lot of great stuff to, to, to think about. And, and I know that uh, for the guys listening to this who are getting ready to, to kick off their seasons, really a, a, just a lot of information and useful things for them to pull from. I know for me personally, I got a lot out of it today. So I really, Coach, want to genuinely thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing with us and, and having such passion for what you do and, and, and uh, uh, just really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. Ty, Ty, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it has been an absolute blast, and uh, I, I hope the guys out there, um, you know, feel free to, to, if you have questions or anything like that, man, I, I love to talk golf. It, you know, I love to talk uh, what we do in our room. I love to talk uh, techniques and stuff that we use. I mean, I just, I, I love this game and uh, and everything about it. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants anything, you, you know, um, you guys can, can email me. Um, you guys can, can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, all those different things, please feel free. Uh, I, I am a, a huge fan of just, just getting on the phone, talking ball uh, and things like that. And, and uh, kind of the last thing I'll, I'll leave everybody with is, uh, man, don't don't underestimate, you know, your calling as a coach. You know, you guys listen to this and uh, the kids you work for uh, or work with, man, yeah, to pour into those kids, man. Uh, and love those kids. A lot of those kids don't, have never had that before. Uh, don't forget uh, the big picture, man. We, we, yeah, we're going to squeeze them hard for – while they're with us and get the most out of them and be the best they can be. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, I really truly uh, want to produce great husbands, great fathers, great community members, uh, people who are going to go in and make this country, uh, uh, you know, even better day by day. Coach, once again, great stuff. Thank you so much. And good luck this season. And uh, we'll, be, we'll be in touch with you. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate it. Go Cats. Great stuff by Coach Jackson. Be sure to follow him on Twitter, and I'm going to go ahead and spell it out because if I just try to say it, you won't get it. But it's at D-A-V-F-B underscore Co-Jack. Okay, let me say that again. It's at D-A-V-F-B underscore C-O-J-A-C-K. If you missed that, you can see Coach Jackson's Twitter handle and his email in our show notes, along with a short YouTube video where he shares what he loves about the Davidson program. It's definitely worth a look. Our quote of the day comes from J.J. Watt, a guy who might be universally loved by anyone who's a fan of football. Anyway, J.J. says, success is not owned, it's leased, and the rent is due every day. That'll do it for us this week. Good luck to those coaches starting school today. Make sure your classroom is on point, but always remember, keep your pads down. <laughs>